Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. Okay, so Emma, um, which is my mum's name. I don't it's know. A great name. I it, feel like everyone's called Emma, though. There were like eight Emmas in my class. Really? And I, it, I felt like I wasn't very unique from an early age. But is that's that fine. because of Jane Austen? Yeah, love that book. So then you feel special in some ways because there's lots of Emmas, but I don't know. I always wanted to be that person with like a really different name. Right, like Apple. I think there's a lot yeah, of like people with, with those names now. I feel like old school names, like... Ian and Ethel. And I was going to say Ethel. Esther. That's wild. We're They're the same cool way. again, aren't they? Ethel's cool again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, change my name to Ethel. Okay, so Emma, welcome to the Whole Truth Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you on. Uh, we were speaking before about um, a book that you have released, second book that you are enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> I just I have quite a short attention span I get bored very easily it's why I couldn't hold down a job for How very did long did you write the book then? that's a good point actually because um, <laughs> I'm struggling yeah I mean I think if I want to do something I'm actually really good at just going out and doing it and I binge write so I'll spend a whole day and just like get it down I think it's just I don't like repetition. So actually new things really excite me. Really? I just, I couldn't stay in a job for that long because I was like, if I'm repeating what I'm doing at all, I just want to go and get another job. Yeah. I'm obsessed with new information and learning and just like new experiences. I love that. What's the best thing you've learned recently? I guess I'm learning every day in this podcast world, actually. Yeah. Finding it really interesting, just the amount of podcasts that are coming out and how people are doing really cool live events. I'm actually going to America this year to do a live little tour because I've got American listeners and like three people might come. But the point is, I'm going to go and just meet some new people. And I Sick. think it's a really cool platform. So I think podcasting is just constantly exciting at the moment. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating because in the world of music, for example, albums are getting shorter. Mm. But people are listening to longer podcasts. Yeah, like they're listening to like two hour podcasts. Two hour podcasts, but they don't want their albums longer than 30 minutes. Do people still sit down and listen to like a whole album, would you I'd say? I'd like to think so. I hope so. But there's a, you know, we're, we're moving into the age of like, you've got to get people in 20 seconds. But then what about Lemonade with Beyonce's or the film. visual? I feel like that you had to sit down and that was a long watch from start to finish. Yeah. No. Yeah, but that's a film. Yeah. I think. And also it was different then. I feel like that's quite a while ago now. Then. Was it? God, where does time go? I know. And since then it's like, there's a, a wonderful female artist called like Tariah Wack, who released a 15 minute or 18 minute video called Wack World. And the album is literally 
15 one minute songs. Really? But they're brilliant. Wow. So now you can't even deny it. You can't even go, oh, this, that's like, oh shit. That's, that's perfect shit. for me because I like listening to things on repeat. Yo. So I'll have the same minute. Yeah, you might absolutely <laughs> love it. It's really check good. That out. Very funny, very creative. So how are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I think I know what's coming. Do you, <laughs> you really? talk about mental health? We do talk about mental health. Yeah. Um, so that question I'm taking seriously. You know, when people say, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. I was absolutely But actually, yeah. I think I am okay today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, but I'm I'm embracing feeling okay as as being, like celebrating those moments. We are like, yeah, today was fine. There's nothing wrong with a fine day. Like, it doesn't have to be saving the world. It could just be nothing's gone horribly wrong. I feel like I go into this trap of taking myself a bit too seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, when was the last time you just had loads of fun? Because you, you're allowed to have fun. And you can have fun until you're, allowed to have you know, fun. on your deathbed. But you know what the <laughs> issue is, is that I have a history of having incredibly irresponsible bouts of fun. Mm, okay. Yeah. I need to learn how to have fun responsibly. A line. I mean, not that sort of line. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I don't know. I feel like we're just fed all these things and then you make up your own story. I think everything is a story, isn't it? Like, or- you know, when people ask me... When people say, like, what's your path or how did you get into what you're doing or how did you end up here? I mean, all I'm doing is basically, you know, putting things together in my own brain and, like, almost fabricating a story. I'm, like, making sense of my decisions. But how much of it is just luck? How much of it is just predetermined? And I think when people go, this is how I made it, this is how I did this, I I think they're missing out a big part, which is mysterious. But... I mean, I'm a Gemini. Apparently, I've got two sides to me. I would say that's sort of true in respect. Exactly. But I'm very introverted, um, actually, in my day-to-day life. Like, I'm a writer, so I spend a lot of time on my own. But I'm also... Do you? I love being on stage. You spend a lot of time on your own? Loads of time. What does your boyfriend do? He is also self-employed, but I try not to work from home with him too much because it's just like, stop talking to me. Um, you know, you need that separation. But yeah, he's he's like me. He's kind of free, can do what he wants and we can go travelling oh. if we want to and things like that, which I love. When I ask this question, the question is, how old were you when you first became conscious of mental health? And mm, as I, as it's a good question. It's, it's, but it's kind of wild, isn't it? Because there is definitely more of an awareness now. Yeah, there's well, there's there's a vocabulary now. There's the language now. There's the terminology and the labels. Labels have always been such a bad thing in some ways. Like no one wants to be labelled. But with mental health, I think labels are so important to be like, oh, this is anxiety, or oh, this is bipolar disorder. Yeah, I think the yeah. minute people know what the fuck it is, can I swear? Yeah. Um, the minute you know what it is, the minute you are liberated and you're you, you can find a community, you can talk about it. Yeah. I think it's really, really empowering. So for me, I've always been an anxious person. I've always been that kid who just like thought everyone was going to die, by, you know, in the aeroplane or I would worry that we'd get in the car and maybe we'd run out of petrol. Like I was that kid. Yeah. And I think that comes out sometimes when As I'm As a kid, stressed. you'd worry that you'd run out of petrol. Yeah, I was like, I just had that. And anxiety is that, isn't it? It's when you... Oh. predict a future that is never going to happen. Yeah. And I have or that Or worst sometimes. possible case scenario. 
exactly that doom, that impending doom. And mm. I've had that since I was really little. So I'm I'm better now, but it flares up. Really? Yeah. Do when you, I'm stressed. Do you find patterns? Oh, just when you're stressed? Uh, it just comes sometimes like September. And this is the thing with mental health. It's not logical, is it? It's not like, oh, this happens. So this is why I'm depressed. Depression can just come out of absolute nowhere. Like your life can be great well, on paper. Well, it's a disconnection. I've, I, yeah. I would argue that there's always a route. Do you think? And actually, you're probably right. I'm not an expert in this at all. Neither it's just I. when it flares up, it feels really random. It yeah. feels really illogical. It feels like, why? why? But yes, I think probably there is some, some sort of very squashed down reason I haven't really oh, totally. dealt with. So what has been your best period of mental well-being? I think overall I have, I'm lucky. I've got a, quite a good relationship with my brain I don't know I don't have any big problems and I don't I want to touch wood when I say that because I don't think you can ever get complacent and be like oh, I've got great mental health because no one is immune to yeah. having bad times but I think in general I have really good mental health periods when I've got my boundaries up and That's- I'm and I'm only letting in a certain amount because <coughs> I take on a lot of other people's crap and I've learned not to. Right. So that's good. Well, you're sensitive to other people's issues. Yeah, like if one of my friends or my sister or someone is having a bad time, I'm like, I just, I mirror that. I'm like, I'm, I feel sad or I feel angry or I, I like try and get in their shoes to yeah. the point where it's not great. Um, so yeah, now if someone is going through a bad time, I don't have to try and feel that pain. Uh-huh. I just have to be there. So that's been a shift. Amazing. Boundaries are something that are, are really important. Can you speak to me a bit more about that? I'm not alone when I say that I had a problem with like people pleasing. So I used to just want everyone to be happy all the time. I used to get really nervous. People didn't like me. I would reply to emails really quickly. I would just pander to people constantly. I think that is so unhealthy, especially if you're in like an abusive relationship, for example, which I haven't been in. Probably lower down that spectrum could have been a little bit like that but you have to stand in your own ground and just say I'm actually not in the wrong here and I Mm. don't need to please you all the time so I've had friends like quite toxic friends I've cut out over the last few years really yeah what like friends from school no it would be like people who came into my life very suddenly I don't know if you have this but with the internet especially I made loads of friends in the blogging world like I started a blog 10 years ago and made a lot of friends through blogging and events like tumblr uh wordpress but oh really yeah Um, but I have loads of internet friends and obviously my friends from school and uni and stuff and some people just whirlwind into your life and you're like, oh my God, this person is amazing. You're my best I mean, friend. Just whirlwind down, and then they they end up being a negative impact on your life and you kind of have to cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, I wouldn't cut anyone off quickly if they were like a friend I've known for years and years or my family. I think it was very specific. Someone who's a new friend. Would you give them a second chance, the ones that are new, if they came back and seemed to be different? Maybe. What's the worst period of mental well-being you've had? Mm. I know you said you're pretty balanced, but um, yeah, you know, if you if you personally lost anyone that you don't mind speaking about, or no, I haven't. Um, but I get worried about the future, like I was saying. So I have, even though nothing right now is bad, I it doesn't stop me from like lying awake worrying about 
people dying, things going wrong. I'm definitely like that. So try to keep that in check because what's the point in worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet? Um, But yeah, I have just like random months where I just cancel everything in my diary and can't do it. Really? Yeah. And everything's really overwhelming and I don't want to go for that meeting. And it's just this almost like self-defense where I'm just like, I'm going to melt down. I'm just going to cancel everything and start again next month. And I I feel really privileged that I can do that, to be honest, because I'm self-employed and I don't sometimes need to do the work. But, you know, you can't do that if you've got like a day-to-day job. So I I think we need to talk about this so much more because like when I was working in an office, it's like you can't really tell your boss that you're having a bad time. We're not there yet, are we? I know. There is something to be said for routine. I know people who are in jobs they don't enjoy would hate me for saying that, but... I know that I've actually struggled with having too much time sometimes. Yeah, there's been some really interesting pieces on, there's one on The Guardian called like how freelancing made me depressed or like how freelancing made me more depressed. And I was like, that's the side of things that isn't talked about as much. So I think it's really glamorised. Like I'm going to wake up late and just like do some work from home. And it's like, no. Okay, so writing is is a cathartic process. Yeah. Did you realised that it was a form of therapy for you or was it not a form of therapy? Did you know, oh, this is what I'm going to do when I'm older? Yeah, it's definitely a form of therapy. When so, so I started writing my blog 10 years ago. Yeah, right. And Nothing I was, before that. Yeah, I used to write diaries. I've still got my diaries. Don't lie. And actually there's this night called Cringe that's in a pub in central London where you can read your diary on stage (gasps) I've done it a few times it's really funny so yeah I used to write loads of diaries like make collages and write things I used to like write poems when I was a teenager um I I did like English literature obviously at uni um at uni and I also did film and script writing and stuff and Mark Commode was my like guest lecturer which was really exciting so I love him amazing um so yeah I've always always been writing but when I was working in a job I hated, which literally shrunk my soul to the size of a raisin, I used to go home and just write for an hour on my blog. And I honestly didn't care who read it. It wasn't for that. It was for me. And it was just a form of getting things out. And that's how my career started as people how started did the reading first it. Pers- how did you get that, though? Twitter. Really? I mean, it takes ages to build a following. That's the thing. And I feel like young people now just want to wake up and have a million followers. And I, it's, it's exciting growing it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. In love with a singer. Yeah, but I want to get richer. Life threw me a bag of lemons. No 
wonder I'm bitter. What's your relationship like with music? I don't know anything about music. Anything? I find music a real sticky one because there's so much stigma, I think, in music and so much judgment and so much like you're not cool enough. <laughs> I think that I like a bit of everything and, I so, and so I'm never, I could never be like, this is my taste. When you say everything, what do you mean? I mean, you like- I love really niche bands that I feel like I discovered. Do you like Beck? I like, no. You don't like Beck? Do you like Massive Attack? You some of them. Do you like Destiny's Child? Love Destiny's Child. Do you like Aaliyah? Yeah. Do you like Nelly Furtado? I did. I'm going to go ahead and say you like female singers. No, not always. <laughs> not always. I gave you three. I'm being an idiot. Um, Oasis? No, that's not true at all. Oasis? I actually, yeah. Blur? No. Gorillas. Yeah. You know that the band themselves actually refer to the cartoon characters sometimes as living people and you have to remind yourself that they're not... Oh, and like respect them. Well, I did a gig recently and the band was there and they were like... And I was like, I love this whole Murdoch being in prison thing. And and they were like, yeah, man, that guy is just so annoying. And then they were going on so much and I was like, wait, you mean... We mean the cartoon character, right? I think they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was so real. They were talking about Murdoch as if he was... Do they do the hologram thing still? Where they like no, they put them on the stage? They but they, they would project the cartoons onto the stage? Yeah, probably at bigger gigs. What I like, which I don't feel like I can... I don't think is that cool, is I actually love 80s music. Like, I'm obsessed with 80s music. I wish I was in the 80s. I wish I could wear That's one of those, so like, right Madonna headscarves and a leather jacket and just be like, I'm going to go and listen to some 80s. Just makes me excited about life. Yeah, I, listen... I love Prince. Love Prince? I love Prince. This is what I mean by 80s, though. Zadie Smith talks a lot about Prince and how everyone feels like they are entitled to Prince and that Prince is theirs and how dare anyone else listen to Prince. And 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 like he did that. He he had that connection with so many people. So your podcast, Control-Alt-Delete. Yep. So that's Force Quit, right? Control-Alt-Delete is... Force Quit. Force Quit. I liked the name. I thought it was catchy, but also... It's a little bit um, of a pun around like controlling, altering and deleting parts of your life. Oh. Because I talk about bullying, I talk about body image, talk about feminism, talk about toxic friends. So yeah, there's like a play on word there. Love that. Yeah. I like it. Body image. Yeah. I think that's a massive aspect of mental health. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... um, I'm not really in this space, like, talking that much about body image, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm not mm. necessarily talking about positive, body positivity. I, f- I feel like there's way better people out there who, who are doing a great job of that. Right. Um, but I watch it and I, and I'm, and I am admiring it. Yeah. And I love it because the whole part of that section of my book is about how me and my friends learned how to Photoshop our own bodies online when we were about 11. Really? Like, yeah, like we knew how to like chisel away stuff and cover up things. I think you had Photoshop when you were eleven. Yeah, we were quite nerdy. I just feel like that is a massive part of body dysmorphia yeah, and massively. like not liking yourself because you like your online image more. And actually, I was talking to a friend of mine last night who's also um, an author, and she was saying that she had this photo uh, photo shoot recently, and she was like, "I don't even look like those images." But I can't even live up to myself because of this amazing picture this person took in the Photoshop that was done on it. Uh, So 
you know, it's it's a little bit tricky. You've just got to like yourself, but it's it's hard. So you say you have a reasonably balanced life in terms of your relationship with your mind, although you have some occasional... Blips. Mm. Yeah. So when they blip, are there any techniques you have to balance yourself? Yes. I go for a walk, get fresh air. Normally, I just haven't had any fresh air. Literally, I've just been inside too long or... Mm something's playing around in my head and I just need to like change up my location or my environment. So that's the first thing. Yes. I've learned how to breathe properly. I don't know if you know Poppy Jamie, who's the founder of Happy Not Perfect, which is a mental health app. She taught me how to breathe. You don't raise your shoulders and go like that. You breathe with like your belly. And and so I've learned a lot about, I don't do yoga that regularly, but I know how to sit down and breathe properly. Mm. And it really, really calms you down. Sometimes you need a hug because hug releases endorphins apparently. Um, More more if you hug for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. It can't be like a quick, like busy hug. Yeah. Um, And then. Sometimes people think that you're attacking them. Yeah. Can't be a stranger in the street. Yeah. And then sometimes I just like tell someone how I'm feeling and just sharing that. Not, yes. not in a like burden way, just yes. in a like sharing way. Why, why do you say not in a burden way then? Because I know it's not a burden. I used to think it was a burden and it's not. Uh-huh. I'm learning that I think it's a burden. And telling my friends that it's not a burden if they text me. So Deleting that word basically. Yeah. The minute I say it, I did it last night actually with two of my best friends. And um, they were like, how are you? And I was like, mm. and because something had happened. And I was like, something small. Mm. And I just said, and they were like, and just the, the way that they responded to me and I, the fact that I shared it, I felt a million so times better. better. Yeah. yeah. That's important. That's another thing we push for with the whole charity. We have, um, there was a scheme last year called Peer to Peer through YMCA. And yeah, because it's actually really difficult as well, holding space for someone else. And that's something I've had to, I've had to try and unlearn a little bit in terms of, my relationship with masculinity in that respect because I think I always try and fix things. And I say masculinity, not being a, a man, because the fixing thing doesn't always work, you know. Mm, oh, I used to be a fixer. So. And I and I think that I actually drove away a few people who were having problems, um, you know, temporarily. Someone, a friend of mine, was having a bad time. And I, I hadn't read those articles. You know, those articles that are like 10 things not to say to your depressed friend. Now those are on the internet and I would be reading it like, oh shit, I've said everything. I've said like, cheer up, love. Or I've said like, but the sun's shining. Why do you feel sad? What can I do? What's happened? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? And it's like, you literally just need to sit down next to them and be like, I'm listening. Mm. I didn't know that. I thought I had to fix it. Neither did I. So that's been amazing learning that. So we have an initiative called Whole Hour. If you had an hour in your day to not be connected to the world of technology, Mm. what would you do? Write. Yeah. Yeah. Or read a book. So what's next for you? A few things, but annoyingly that they're not, I haven't announced them myself yet. So I don't want to say it. But really exciting things to do with the podcast. Um, I think I mentioned that some live shows I'm doing in the UK and also in America. And then... Um, some other book stuff. Emma, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you you for are absolutely me. wonderful. Thank and, you, so um, are you. Yeah, wicked. Thanks. That was Whole Truth Podcast. You're right, everyone. Really appreciate you listening. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast.
by Spirit Studios.